what's going on, everybody? So I always like thank you for tuning in to the show. Got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we are coming your way with the 92nd edition of the Don't Kill the Messengers podcast. First thing we're about to get into for this week is we're about to go to UFC 218 uh, to start the show off. Uh, big pay-per-view happening in Detroit uh, this Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a pretty fun event. Uh, but the first fight we're about to get into is... Uh, Let's talk about the co-main event and the main event for this one. Uh, we're about to get right into Overeem versus Francis Ngannou. Uh, the thoughts on this fight, Darna? Uh, I mean, interesting fight. Uh, has uh, title implications to it. So, you know, that's always good. Uh, good to see. Uh, Gano is a pretty well-rounded fighter. Uh, he's won mostly by KO, but uh, two fights ago, he did get a submission win uh, by Kimura. Uh, he has four other submission wins. So, uh, plays uh, going into a fight, and then we know Overeem's mainly a kickboxer. So, kind of interested to see how this one goes. Will uh, Ganu try to get it to the ground, or will he just try to stand up and trade? Because uh, you know he he's very very capable on the feet as well, but you know Overeem is a very accomplished kickboxer. Should be a good fight. Yeah, uh, this is just going to be interesting for me. Uh, wanted to see how a man uh, Overeem does, but uh, I have not seen uh, Francis Ngannou fight before, so um, I know this guy has some insane power um, in his hands. Uh, I think his last fight I beat Arlovsky. Uh, so, pretty talented yeah. fighter that's, uh, making a come up in the UFC. Um, and like you just said, uh, this fight, uh, can have some title, uh, implications to it, uh, with these two, uh, going at it in there. So, uh, just gonna be looking forward to see, uh, what Ngannou can bring into this fight, uh, see if he'll be able to catch Overeem. Um, Overeem, uh, is very great with a stand up, uh, has some punches, uh, some kicks you wanna look out for. Uh, but his chin has been, uh, tested before he has been caught. So, I uh, just want to be able to see what he'll be able to bring in. You know, you mentioned, too, uh, Gano, I guess he can take him down and uh, possibly submit him, too. So that's just going to be something else uh, that is going to be um, have to be out on the lookout for. So uh, it's just going to have to be cautious in this one. Um, just see if he can uh, catch him or get the knockout uh, or whatever he can do to get the win. Um, kind of nervous about this one with Overeem because his last fight uh, that he fought, um, Looked a little rusty in there. I believe it was with uh, Verdum. It wasn't really the uh, best fight. Um, it could have been. Uh, he looked just could have done a lot better, in my opinion. He looked really uh, sluggish, kind of off. Um, so I know uh, Verdum. He was a guy that uh, don't really really want to. You know, you want to be cautious within the fight, but uh, he just really didn't look that good. Didn't really look that impressive uh, when he fought him. So uh, just going to be able to see if he can. Get an impressive win over in Ghana uh, in this fight. Uh, so, see if he can give me some more confidence that, that he can slay the beast in Stipe. So, it's just going to be interesting to see. Agreed. Uh, who do you think will win this one? I'm going with the Young Buck. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like Overeem, I mean, he, he's not a, like, he's not done by any means, but I just, his last couple fights, I just don't feel like he's been 
on the top of his game. He's been a little too reserved. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's getting a little gun shy because he's taken some, some bad hits in most of his last fights outside of this recent one against Verdun. So kind of feel like he's, he, he's a little nervous in there at times and going to, if he, if he's not on his game against somebody with that kind of power, it, it's not going to be good. Yeah, I can agree. Um, I, you know, both my guys fighting, so you already know I'm going to root for him. So I'm going to go uh, over Ring, but just looking at his, uh, you know, like I said, his last couple of fights, he's kind of been going into, uh, like counter punch mode, um, a little mm-hmm. bit kind of waiting for his opponents to, uh, you know, throw a punch and then try to counter and land a shot on him. Uh, but the dude's a beast. Uh, like I said, he has some dynamite in both of his hands. Um, he can easily just go in there and just tap him, uh, without waiting for them to, uh, waiting for a counter, uh, to knock him out. So I definitely hear you on that, uh, him being reserved and, uh, just being a little bit too cautious, uh, going into this fight. So uh, I think he's definitely going to have to have a little bit more confidence in himself and just know that, you know, he can go in there and the fight quickly if he wanted to. But, uh, you, you basically just spot, uh, said it, man. Uh, you know, he's definitely been looking quite reserved in his last, uh, couple of fights. So. Yeah, and and the counter punch game, his head moving hasn't been the great greatest, and yeah, that's kind of key if you're gonna try to be a counter fighter. If, yeah. if your head's stationary with somebody, with, especially in the heavyweight division, those big hands flying. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm gonna root for him, but I'm I'm pretty nervous uh, for him in this fight. So he, uh, I think he's he's got a lot uh, that he's gonna have to show me. Uh, it's just going to be one thing to, uh, to beat Nganu, but, uh, just to see the, uh, type of fashion, if it's something that, uh, you know, like his last fight with Verdun, uh, I really don't want to see him going there, uh, with his next fight being against Stipe, uh, fighting like that. So I think that's going to be doomed for a failure if he's going to be going fighting like that, uh, but, uh, for a rematch against Stipe. So he's going to have to bring it. All right, uh, up next we have my man Jose Aldo is going to be getting a rematch against Ho Holloway. Uh, bless it. So, just thoughts on this fight, man. How, how you feeling about this one? Uh, I, I'm happy that Jose stepped up to get in this fight to keep another solid name there, uh, especially for a card in Detroit because it's been so long since they've been here. Yeah. Uh, so kind of want something to show for it so maybe the UFC would want to come back again soon but I just kind of feel like the division is caught up to Jose and Max Holloway is part of that new breed and I think we're probably in for a lot of what happened last time all right I I can definitely see it going that way man uh you know this last uh few years uh just Jose he has not been uh just doesn't seem like his heart has really been into uh, the UFC. Just uh, hearing some crazy stuff about him. I've been hearing, uh, you know, he wanted to go play soccer for his country. Then I've been hearing uh, he wanted to take the um, uh, Conor McGregor route uh, and box a little bit. Just been hearing all types of stuff. So I don't know where he at mentally uh, in this fight. Um, I'm like I said, but I'm going to root for him. Uh, that's my guy. 
I want to see him go in there, man, and start to chop that guy down with some leg kicks. Um, it's been a while since I've seen Aldo do that uh, to somebody in there. So uh, that would be the key for him to win. He's going to have to pull out his guns and uh, use his strengths against him um, instead of just trying to stand up and just throw punches um, at the guy. He's going to have to use those leg kicks, too. So um, how it's looking, uh, I think Holloway's uh, is the favorite in this one. But like I said, I'm going to root for my boy. Um, just as hope and see if he can pull it off and uh, not lose two in a row. So, um, just going to be interesting to see, man. But you, you, you think he's going to knock Aldo, uh, get the TKO against Aldo again? Or I'm leaning that way, yeah. All right. So I just, I just feel like Holloway is super confident right now, and Aldo's not. Yeah. I mean, this is another shell. Yeah, I I can agree with that, man. Like, I don't know. Uh, just doesn't seem like his head's, uh, where it needs to be right now, uh, especially, you know, in the fight business. So, um, either way, um, you know, win or lose, if, if his head is not, um, you know, into the UFC, uh, he should be calling, uh, calling it quits, uh, and retire, you know, instead of just pushing it out and further hurting his career. So. This is going to be interesting to see just, you know, although that we see coming into Detroit, man, what he's going to be able to do out there. But uh, pretty nervous for him. Like I said, I'm rooting for him. But, you know, anything can happen with him, how he's been looking like. All right. Anything else for UFC 218? No, just excited to see UFC action in the D. Yeah. So just be... Interesting to see, you know, after this pay-per-view, you know, how long uh, it'll be. Uh, we'll just see if Dana will be interested in having it here again. Because, like I said, it's been a while since the last time uh, it was here in, uh, in Michigan before. So, will it be another uh, delay like that? Or will we start nailing, them out, nailing, some out, nailing out some more pay-per-views in Detroit or what? So, that'll just be good for the city. Uh, just to go right back into, uh, some more UFC. Uh, there was Dana White. He was saying that there was uncertainty. Uh, McGregor will actually end up returning to the UFC. Um, just what are your thoughts on that? Not totally shocked. Uh, just McGregor, he's, he's just never been the type to, I guess, run things back. Uh, as far as MMA went, he, didn't like to do a lot of, you know, fighting the same fighters unless he lost, like he did with Nate Diaz, or staying in a division after he quote unquote conquered it. Yeah. So, you know, he, <laughs> he, he, one belt moved up a division, got another belt, and then moved on to boxing, and he lost there. So, I mean, I, I assume he would take another Floyd fight, especially with how much money he made. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it doesn't surprise me that he would go back to uh, fighting in the UFC for such a huge pay cut uh, where uh, where guys are waiting for him and hungry to go after him, where he knows he's probably going to be at, at a high risk because, you know, he... Connor hasn't made a lot of friends yeah. uh, in, his, <laughs> in his run through the UFC. So a, a lot of people want to want to take that chance to go after him. And I just, I don't think he's feeling that right now, uh, especially after he just got paid a hundred million dollars. 
he he doesn't really need to fight, especially for UFC purposes, because you know that kind of money is not waiting there for him. Yeah, unless unless he can somehow get the UFC to co-promote with him, which I do not see happening. Yep. Uh, yeah, he, he, oh, can I go. jump in real fast? Yeah, on that go one? ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's kind of an interesting thing because you, you guys have said it. You know, well, Darnell has so far, and I'm sure you'll agree with him, Trey. You know, the fact that like Conor McGregor doesn't support the brand. He's not really, you know, really into supporting UFC, but he supports supports himself. And I completely understand, and I, and I completely understand that. But when you get a draw like you got with that McGregor Mayweather fight, you're going to piggyback, piggyback on that all day long. Just, you know, it's tough to make that kind of cash and then fall back to what will, you know, for lack of a better term, be the minor leagues, you know, only getting a fraction of what he got for that fight in a loss nonetheless. You know, it's, I don't think he's concerned about his boxing record at all, but the you know for him to be able to just build himself, build his own brand, and make that kind of money, I don't I don't see him settling for anything less after that. Yeah, I can agree. Uh, what I was just about to ask you guys, uh, you know, you can get into Ty, uh, just with this whole situation. Um, ain't no telling. How long it'll be before McGregor comes back to the UFC, or if he will uh, come back to the UFC? Uh, what do you think Dana should just, you know, strip him of the title, or just what? How do you how do you think he should go about this? Well, yeah, I mean, he can't, he can't, well, he can't let Connor just walk around saying he's a champion and not defend it for years on end. So yeah, he has to at some point strip him or or put the ultimatum. You have till this date to. Yep agree to a fight or you're not you're not the champion anymore yeah. uh i mean mcgregor will be mcgregor so he'll always walk around bragging about you know he left on top or whatever he wants to say but I mean, he can't he can't hold two belts hostage yeah well one one belt they are already took one off of him so yeah but he, he can't hold the lightweight title hostage yeah yeah um, i completely I completely agree just real quick because I think Darnell is the perfect word of ultimatum. Like he, he won't give it up unless he's forced. Um, I also don't see him, you know, giving it up voluntarily. So I think ultimatum's the, the perfect word for that right now. Yeah. Uh, how long, uh, if you were in Dana White's, uh, shoes, guys, uh, how long, uh, would you give him, uh, before you would give him that ultimatum? May, June, something like that. I'll okay. give you six six months. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Basically, I would say give him, you know, at, at least enough time to run a full camp. Uh, you know, I would maybe say, hey, you got, you know, two months to announce a fight, and then you got the length of that camp. So, yeah, I guess that'd be about six, maybe seven, tops eight months. But you cannot let him go all all of twenty eight. The UFC can afford to go all of twenty eighteen without a title fight. Yeah, especially you know in really in any division. Yeah, you know, and just in way, you know, it's putting a lot of uh, setting a lot of guys back. You know, you have uh, you know, well, there's Ferguson, a lot of uh, yeah, I was been say, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that can be in line for that. 
Yeah, you know, you had Ferguson. There was rumor uh, him and Diaz uh, will get it on for part three uh, as soon as he returns. Uh, you know, it's also been, you know, with uh, Toxic Khabib. So this is whole uh, situation. Uh, it's setting the guys back, uh, you know, just fight-wise and just pocket-wise and getting that money. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that for, you know, about six months, uh, you know, June, July. Uh, give it to him. So, all right, guys. Uh, anything else to add for UFC? Nope. No. All right. Uh, up next, we're about to get right into some NCAA football. Uh, had just a crazy week last week. I had some. Well, both my squads uh, were in the top four last week. They both went out. Uh, <laughs> Alabama and the U. So it's. Just a crazy week of football. It's just going to be interesting to see just how this uh, playoff and everything ends, uh, you know, after next week and whatnot. So, uh, but before we get into that, we're going to just touch on a couple rivalry games. Uh, we're about to get right into uh, University of Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, just thoughts on that game. Yeah, you know, um, I actually really like the way Michigan opened up the game. Really quick lead. Um, I was super impressed that they, you know, opened the game with a three and out, forced the three and out, and then answered with a touch. Uh, I thought, you know, they they were showing some, you know, real strong uh, physical and mental toughness in order to do something. Uh, but as the game went on, you know, you just saw that Ohio State was the better team, especially offensively. Michigan hasn't really been able to do much outside of that Purdue game with John O'Corn. And, uh, I mean, even though O'Corn had some better overall-ish type numbers, I mean, he threw for 195 yards, but he's thrown like under 100 a couple times this season. So even though 195 is not super impressive, I mean, it was okay. Um, where, where I was impressed, with Michigan, but I felt like they ran the ball fairly well, especially for a, you know, a dominant defensive front. Uh, the only problem was when the game got late and Michigan needed the yards, they couldn't get them, and that's where Ohio State really started to flex their muscles. Uh, you could tell, you know, toward the end of the game, the defense was starting to be on the field for too long. The tires starting to give up some big third and eights, you know, third and tens, elevens, and just giving up 20, 25 yards of play. Um, you know, I, I still think, you know, that Michigan going eight and four on the regular season is disappointing. And I, I will agree with that. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think that they looked, you know, like a team that lost by 11 points. Um, you know, I, I think they played actually a pretty good football game. Just Ohio State was the clear better team. And they just flex their muscles late. Not much you can do about that when, you know, you got a football team that has a quarterback that can't decide, you know, if you should basically, you know, if he's worth being on a Division One team or not because his numbers are just that bad. Decision-making he, he put out there late was very interesting. The interception really was just unforgivable. It was That was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. That was awful. Oh, yeah. That was awful. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he, first of all, he totally misread the coverage. It, it, 
And then, to make it worse, he overthrew the guy about 15 yards. It, it, I don't even think he would have hit him in stride if the guy ran the post route. But, you know, it's that, that game's over. 11, I will admit, though, is better than I thought it was going to be. I, you know, I was expecting closer to 20. But, uh, yeah, I mean, regular season done. Good luck to Ohio State and Big Ten Championship. See if they can spoil Wisconsin's season. But, uh, yeah, just, it, it kind of played out how I expected, but I also think Michigan looked better than I expected. Yeah, uh, I'd agree there. I mean, Michigan came out of the gates early, looked good, you know, shut Ohio State out for the first quarter. Uh, they were pretty much the whole game they made. Uh, Barry looked pedestrian as far as passing. Uh, he, he, he looked uncomfortable in there a lot. Things started to open up once, uh, Meyer changed the game plan and started getting the quarterback out running. And, you know, it's, it's kind of rough that that's still Michigan's Achilles heel that they just have talked about that a few times. Yeah. And, and I mean, this, this is beyond Harbaugh. I mean, this goes back to, Hoke, Rich Rob. Honestly, yeah. Just whenever they've come up against a mobile quarterback, they just don't have answers. And you would think at some point they would bring in a D coordinator that do something like that. Uh, I do, I do put a little bit of that on, uh, Harbaugh and, uh, and his, his D and Don Brown. Yeah. I think just because they're so headstrong and having to play man the whole game, as teams can see that if you have a, a quarterback with legs, it doesn't even have to be a called run play. But if you have corners with their back turned the whole time, safety's having to cover too. If you can get outside of linebackers, you have open field, so you're going to be able to gash the team for 15, 20 yards every time. And that's what started happening. Even when Barrett got hurt, and uh, they had to bring in Haskins. He he's not he a, a twenty yarder. In. Yeah, and and he's not a quote running quarterback. He he's a pocket passer. That's what he was recruited as a traditional quarterback. But he still, I mean, if if you can move and you see how this defense is run, if you have a reasonable old line and you run some plays to get uh, your quarterback to the outside around the linebacking core. You can you can gash this defense some, and that's happened to Michigan in too many games this season. It happened against Ohio State. That's why they were able to come back and win. Uh, that was the work he got after him in that way. And you know, even with some of the little quick flare out routes, that's how Wisconsin got back control of the game uh, last uh, two weeks ago. I guess we say now. So I mean, that's that's something that they're going to have to look at. You know, they're going to have to start throwing some some zone in there because this is a good, aggressive, af- athletic defense, but you have to put them in position when, especially when you're playing uh, teams with that that can go outside of the box and do things with the quarterback. Uh, but, but like I said, overall, they, they came out strong. They played pretty well, but you, you can only expect so much out of O'Corn. I think he just is what he is. Uh, he, he was the backup quarterback for a reason. We're starting to see that. And well, in uh, reality, he was the third street quarterback for a reason. 
if, if you really well, want to think about it. Well, he he got demoted at a point, but he he, well, he did true. he did start the season true. as number two, so I'll give him his due okay. there. But okay. yeah, that's but I'll give yeah, but he he wasn't the true starting quarterback, and you know once the game. Once he got in there and had to play, I mean, besides this game going back, he he's gonna he's gonna throw some bad balls, and you know the pick he threw in this one was awful. It, it, zone coverage, he he read it as man, so he he thought his receiver was running a post, but he ran a dig route and sat down, and ball went flying twenty yards back straight to a safety. Uh, you can't have that kind of thing happen when you're still in a game. Because that pretty much cut him off at the legs there. So uh, it, it was it was a good effort from Michigan, but uh, you know that I put a lot of it on the O line and O'Corn, but you know things are still going to go to the top. So Harbaugh did did get lit up a bit after this one, just for you know still being only only winning one game versus a rival and uh, and not being able to win a game being an underdog. Uh, he's he's got a couple things he's gonna have to try to shuck off come next year, uh, but you know there's still questions at quarterback and there there will probably still be some questions that O line as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if I can just build off that real quick, you know I, I think you know I, the one thing I did like about all this season since since the regular season's done, I can. I can say this now, but, you know, the season started, you know, against Florida, and the talk was they returned two starters on the mind or whatever the number was. But I, I did like that they kind of shut that conversation up rather quick. Um, you know, they won a pretty good game against a ranked Florida team that, you know, as the season played out, proved to be very, very, very average. You know, you don't know that when it's week one and you're playing a top 15 opponent. So, um, you know, I, I think not this year, but, you know, it's just for me at least, uh, it's the fact that, you know, it's, it's a lot of the same choir and it's starting to get old and frustrating as a fan. But, you know, I think we also have to realize there are only a small handful of coaches in America that have, you know, and I don't even want to, you know, try and paint a huge picture here because I, I'm really starting to taper back my expectations for this football team. If you guys want to, but, uh, like, I think you can count on, like, oh, you can definitely count on one hand, you know, when a team gets a new coach that they win a national championship within three years. Five. You can count those coaches on one hand. And I think that you know, a lot of Michigan fans are doing a huge disservice, not only to the fan base, but to themselves when, you know, we're already, you know, granted championship with three years that they rehired this guy. Yeah. Uh, that's, but I mean, that's just the fan base. They got to taper back and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dive into that real quick. <laughs> Just, just because it's it's the end of the year. I know we're going to the Outback Bowl or Buffalo Wildings Bowl or whatever crap they put us in. But you know, it, it's the idea that it's been the same questions year in and year out. It was that way with 
to a point, uh, it was kind of getting that way with Lloyd Carr, especially defensively. Rod came in, and that was just a crap show. Poke came in, and it was a lot of, you know, mediocre play, squeaking out wins, uh, you know, kind of quote unquote getting lucky to a nine and three season. Bowl decisions not really having a good quarterback. Uh, then, you know, insert J. Everyone thinks he's the savior, and I'll admit it. You know, you buy into that hype when you get a new coach with a huge name like that. But, um, you know, he's gone. I believe Michigan's gone. Uh, what, 10, 10, or no, they went 9, nine and 3 his first year, 10 and 2 his second year, now 8 and 4. Uh, until Michigan can figure out, like, Who's going to be a quarterback that can actually produce on the field? Now, nothing against Wilton Spade. He got hurt. He had a good year last year. Nothing against John O'Corn. You know, he's out there. He's trying hard. He's fighting. It's Brandon Peters, you know, being being thrown into the middle of a season where you've never taken a college snap before. Uh, But, I mean... Michigan needs more than a quarterback throwing for 185 yards and one score. Uh, they need a guy who's throwing for two or three while, you know, we're still rushing for one or two more. But Michigan's really trying to get back to that power game, but they, they need a quarterback who's throwing for close to 300. Um, it, it's, it's just how you have to do it these days. You have to be able to sustain drives. You have to be able to complete third and longs. And Michigan's just not doing it. Um, and, I'm going to be honest with you. Next year, I'm not even going to pay attention to recruiting. You know, Michigan Lane's a big name. You know, hey, good for them, but I don't care. Because I, I, I'm tired of the smoke and mirror show for this recruiting. Five-star this, four-star that. Like, it's, it, that's over. That's out the window. Alabama lost this past week, and their playoff hopes are pretty much shot. So, you know, recruiting's a smoke and mirror show that I'm done with, and... You know, until Michigan can basically get their crap figured out and start winning, we haven't seen them win a big game. What? Three or four years, probably. I, I can't even remember the last. Actually, their last big win was probably the Sugar Bowl. To be quite honest with you. Until we can start winning more big games, sign, sign, sign me up for 9-3. Because it's it's just bound to happen, and I'm just done setting myself up for the disappointment. <laughs> uh, just real quick, Ty. You know, you were talking about uh, you know the fans with the expectations. Um, oh yeah. Huh? I said, oh yeah. Uh, you know, you were uh, you know, talking about that with their expectations for uh, you know, Harbaugh and whatnot. Uh, you think that's kind of like the Michigan way, though? I mean, y'all are, you know, a pretty uh, prestigious school when it comes to the football and whatnot, um, man. So y'all think... Do I, do I think it's the Michigan way? Yeah, I do. Only because for a program that's been very consistent over the years, I, the questions start to raise. And, you know, I, I like the hope that, you know, comes with every season. I, I like, you know, Having a team that you can believe can go ten and two, or you know eleven and one, I, I I like entering a season knowing that that's a possibility. 
But I also know that we haven't exactly seen the big season. Um, haven't been to a big championship game. Really haven't sniffed a national championship appearance since about, what, 2006 or seven, when they played Ohio State at Ohio State in one and two. Um, but I guess to get back to your question, that's the Michigan way because the success has been there and it was there for so long and now it's just kind of disappeared like a mist in the wind and people don't know what to do except revert to the fact that they were really good in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s and they don't want to let go of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, discount me, I, I guess, since I'm, I'm a Sparty, but, but I just feel like with I'm I'm not saying all fans like mm-hmm. Ty, you're you're pretty reasonable, but I, I just think some people kinda need to accept where Michigan actually is right now. Absolutely. Like they're they're not Alabama, they're not Ohio State. They're they're on that tier with your Auburns, your Oklahoma's, your uh well right now I'll put state up in there just Mm-hmm. Good teams that you can expect to win nine, ten games, maybe every four or five years. You get that right group that might be able to get you close or into the playoff, but they're not that perennial. This is a team that's mm-hmm. going to compete for a national title every year. That's just, that's not them right now. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of the fan base, I think they still, Hark back to like you were saying, Ty, to to that team with with uh, with Woodson on it, uh, the the last national championship team, and you know, yeah, ninety-seven, yeah. But I mean, people don't realize if you if you think about that, that was Michigan's first national title in like forty years. That one. Mm-hmm. So so it's like people just they need to tamp down the expectations a little bit. We're just in a different day and age as far as college football goes. Everybody has sweet facilities and mm-hmm. a lot of the kids right now is what have you done for me looking back at the prestige and I, I the, definitely the most I, wins of all time, like that that doesn't play as hard with kids anymore. Absolutely. You know, I, and if I can even, you know, jump a bit further to that point, like all these coaches are bringing in cool celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool alumni and things like that. And I don't even think it's so much what can you do. Well, it is definitely what can you do for me completely. If a five-star recruit's got Alabama track, then why wouldn't you go there? But, you know, I, I think, and this is an interesting thought, and I'm pretty sure I've shared it, you know, before, but the idea that wanted to get to the pros, Michigan's a really good feeder school right now for the NFL. Harbaugh's really prepping these guys up. Don Brown's really getting them, you know, in tune with a man-to-man defense. Uh, you know, so they have really good on-ball skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also looking at the situation and seeing guys that don't look hungry in the rivalry games, that aren't buying into the fact that, hey, Michigan State's beating you, you know, six or seven, and Ohio State's one, nine, ten straight. Uh, you know, I think Michigan's starting to turn into a feeder school with kids that don't really 
care about what happens with Michigan. Yeah, they want to win, but they're there for personal development, for exposure, for the NFL. And I wonder if they're kind of, you know, sport, but are they kind of turning into that Kentucky of college? Going to, you know, pump out 10 to 15 guys per draft. 12 guys or 8 guys or whatever it may be. Because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, they didn't look like they wanted to beat Michigan State. Their job of at least looking apart against Ohio State. Um, yeah. But I don't necessarily know if the intensity is there for these bigger games, for these rivalry games. These kids just see it as, hey, I'm getting exposure. I make a few good plays. Scouts will see it, and I'm on my way to the NFL. And and I think it's a real possibility. Uh, just to close it out with Michigan, Todd, you got any higher feelings for Spates, man, since he transferring, or you still got love? No, I, I don't. <laughs> no, yeah, I I. Yeah, I definitely don't have any hard feelings for him. I mean, I'll criticize John O'Court all day long, but I can't really say I have hard feelings for him. I mean, you go out there, you try. Some people aren't cut out for the job. It happens. But, yeah, in terms of Wilt Spate, I mean, you know, the guy gave us a great season last year, played against Ohio State hurt, and Michigan was basically a play away. Um, you know, I, I, the kid's a competitor. He's tough. He had to get hurt and miss the rest of the season. But, you know, I hope wherever he ends up, he lands the job and do well. And it was pretty clear he's not going to be the starting quarterback next year. So, right. I, I think he made the – it was a decision that probably was better off for him if he still wanted to play one more year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I won't. I won't be shocked if he ends up at some. Uh, now, granted, I don't know who had senior quarterbacks this year. You know, if he ends up at some, and I don't want to say uh, non-power five school because I definitely think he could land at a power five school. Um, but you know, he's not going to end up at your Oklahoma or Alabama, so on. Uh, you know, he'll probably end up with one of those mid-range teams and maybe lower half of the upper end, but I, I definitely think he has the talent to play there. He'll just need to find where the fit is for him. <clears throat> All right, guys. Uh, now we're about to transition right into the Iron Bowl. Uh, Alabama versus Auburn. Uh, just thoughts on that game? Uh, just I, I was not comfortable about this game day and it, they just made me feel correct yeah uh, just felt like you know Auburn was on a confidence high and you know with the mounting injuries building up at linebacker for Alabama it just didn't seem like a a good fit especially with uh, you know Jared Siddham has been playing some good football and Auburn's defense and some good game, good ball too. And, you know, if, if you have to force Jalen Hurts to be a passer and passer only, uh, Alabama has some tough sledding still. And that's what this game turned into. They couldn't 
run the ball totally effectively and you know they they were giving Jalen Hurts fits and Auburn was consistent on offense and taking advantage of every short field and situation they could get in and you know credit to them they they did what they needed to do and and took care of business yeah uh just how do, how do you feel about Jalen Hurts man uh, I feel like he's a good athlete uh but it's just he's he has won some games for Alabama that they needed him to. Usually it was with his legs doing things, you know, even in the national championship game last year, he, he did all he could to, to win that game. Uh, he didn't have the best passing performance, but he had a, a good all around game. Yeah. Uh, but, but is he like an NFL quarterback? No, I don't think so. He he's one of those. If he has any NFL aspirations, he's probably gonna have to switch positions once he gets there. Yeah, but I mean, he he's 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 a solid college quarterback. So I mean, I, I don't want to just say he's awful or anything like that. But just when he when he's playing elite defenses that can keep him contained and force him to be a thrower. It's tough sledding for him. He, he throws a good deep ball, and when he has somebody that has a couple steps on a defender, he, he can hit them. But uh, he he's not very good at throwing receivers open or anything like that. So hitting tight pockets, throwing in windows, that's not his, his deal. And yeah. I'm not sure if it ever will be. Yeah. You know, he's, he's only a sophomore, man, but yeah, I feel the exact same way, um, in terms of, like, just, just looking at his, just athleticism, man, I just think he could just go down, um, you know, just one of the most just amazing, uh, quarterbacks we've ever seen, um, in foot, in college football, but you're just gonna have to get that passing up, man, cause yeah, like, once you, you know, you can contain him and keep him in that pocket, you know, he'll force some throws, and just, you know, make some ugly decisions sometimes. So, uh, the guy's hella talented, uh, got plenty of skill, but, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how much he can improve upon, uh, his passing, um, within the next, uh, year or two. So it's, you know, it, it's, he's, he's a fun quarterback to watch, man, but if you get that right defense on him, uh, he can be cringeworthy sometimes. So I could definitely agree. Uh, you got anything to ask to that game, Ty? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think Darnell Colt now, you know, the linebacker issues for Alabama tended to uh, play a pretty big role in you know, what happened. But uh, I think the thing I find interesting about it is they pretty much flew under the radar until they beat Georgia. And and I think everybody knew that they were, you know, pretty good, good lining up to be a pretty strong team this year, anchoring on that defense. But I don't know, I kind of feel like their offense is on some strides. You know, post Cam Newton, they really struggled with their quarterbacks. You know, it looks like they found someone at least, you know, solid enough to put them, you know, the position they're currently in. And so, you know, you got to definitely give credit to them. Not seeing Alabama in the playoff for the first time, but uh, you know, I I definitely think that we're talking about you know the the Big Ten possibly being the best conference in college football. The Big Ten really kind of fell off at the end, where the SEC you know started to grow strong at the end, and I think they kind of bumped themselves back up on the uh, old 
again. So, the credit to Aubrey and that's what we're going to see what happens in their season. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned it already, Ty. We might as well just get right into it. Uh, we'll get more into the playoff in a minute. But you do you think uh, Alabama's playoff chances are done? Uh, Darnell or what? How you how you feeling about them with this loss? Well, I mean, it's definitely not looking good. They yeah. they they still have a shot. Now, I'm not going to say they're done, uh, but they they're depending on everybody else because they're not playing mm-hmm. uh, Saturday. So some things can happen uh, with with the these championship games. I mean, Miami they have to play. Uh, I think if it came down to Miami or Alabama, they're going to push Alabama up there. Name recognition in history. Uh, and then, you know, there's going to be questions if Ohio State walks in there and beats Wisconsin or just the, the least possible, I think, but if TCU were. So then TCU, I don't think that would be enough to put, push them all the way up. What are, are they at 11? Uh, push them up seven spots into the playoff. I doubt that happens. Yeah. Um, you know, with with Georgia and Auburn, Georgia wins. They get it in. Yeah, I think they. I think they would hop Alabama since you know, team that beat them. Even though it, it, it's a revenge game for them, but I think it comes down to those other conference championships. Since you know, three out of four are well, all of them are playing in their conference championships game championship games. Yeah, but. Uh, I think if any of those lose, it Alabama at because uh, you know basically basically if you just narrow it down to they've been in every single playoff since it's come into play. Uh, I think the committee might a little extra credit there, even if it may not be uh, deserved based on this year. Yeah, that that's just kind of like what I what I was kind of going with, man. Because if you look at kind of the history of you know just Alabama's Saban been there, uh, you know, including the BCS, uh, they kind of got a little uh, generous with the rankings and uh, you know getting into the playoff and whatnot because they had some uh, losses uh, close to the end of the season uh, last couple of years. Uh, that you know a lot of people could have counted them out, but uh, the committee uh, they got together, they cut them some slack and. You know, went to the finals, uh, well, been to the playoffs every single, uh, year and, you know, been to the, uh, finals, uh, two out of the three. So I, you know, part of me feels like, uh, the committee will get together. They could show, cut them some slack some more, uh, you know, so, but it'll just be interesting to see, uh, with this Bama team, uh, cause they, you know, definitely blew it big time with that Auburn loss, but, uh, they sat at five. So anything can happen with these, uh, playoff rankings so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the way things are set up this year, like this, this, or, or eight, like eight, I would say, going down to Ohio State, this, this one is set up for just all kind of argument to happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, if, uh, Georgia beats Auburn, it's like, okay, well, they're 12 and 1, they, they won their conference championship, but they never got a chance to play Alabama. So what do you do there? Yeah. I do think Georgia gets that nod, like I said, for that one. But it's Clemson. Well, okay, but they lost to Pitt, lost yeah, to Auburn. Yeah. Ooh, what do you? What do you? Uh, Ohio State. 
eight beats Wisconsin. The two loss Ohio State versus one loss Alabama and loss number two for Ohio to a middling Iowa team. Yeah. In that game, but uh, you look up and down the college playoff for the Iowa right now. Yeah. So th- this one will be a lot of discussion, and uh, I just think if any of these top four lose, Sands. Uh, Auburn, uh, if, if any of the other conference, uh, uh, in this top four, if they lose, I think Alabama kind of has an inside track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- I definitely agree. I think at least, uh, you know, going to be playing, uh, yeah, to Alabama. Uh, so, you know, but, but I kind of look at it and, and I think if Georgia wins, I think they'll leapfrog Alabama. Um, but it, it would, it would definitely take any, any combination of Clemson, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin losing for Alabama to get it. But I think they'd need more than, you know, it's it's so hard because you know at, at least um, you know teams you have to look at quality of loss especially at this point um, on all of that so I think you know if Clemson were to lose I think they'd be out um, if Auburn were to lose they would be out and I think if Wisconsin loses they're out even though this loss would actually not be a bad loss. It's just the fact that, all right, you're now playing your first really good opponent of the year, and you lost. One of my favorite sayings for college football is, it doesn't matter how you lose, it matters when you lose. Man, with with conference championship week coming up, potentially lost at the right time. Yeah. You know, so, I mean. To the right team, too. (laughs) <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, I mean, granted, yes, who you lose to matters, but when you lose hurts more than who you lose to. Alabama, Francis, and Alabama would have took that L at the beginning of the year instead of this time. Still would have been in the playoff. Oh, yeah. So it's... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... Yeah, if, if they would have took it early, they'd be talking about it right now. But, yeah. but I just think when it comes to Saturday, they're going to be like if if they have their pick, they're cheering for TCU number one, just because that's that's the low team in uh in a conference championship game. So I have to fear at least jumping them. Yeah. But you feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah. So maybe if they it, they would probably be, I mean, in in. Order of ranking, I think they would rather Clemson and Oklahoma both lose to their plan because their resume up a little higher than Miami TCU. Yeah. I will say this. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it, but I do believe within the next Two to three years, I think we're, they're going to make a uh, change and make it a sixteen playoff. So I, I just think it's yeah. I, I think 
just jump on that tray. I think this is one of the years that kind of proves that it should be expanded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because last year like you I, had like, it, like this year. Is, you know. Yeah. In reality, I know you said eight, Darnell, but you could argue top ten teams this year. True. Yeah. Down in the USC, I think you meant, um, at least to this point, with, because I know, uh, all the championship games will still rumble up the rankings, but yeah, I, I think right now, with what the rankings are, you can look at 10 teams and argue that. You could. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, this is definitely about expanding it, and I think this just kind of makes a lot of the argument, it takes a lot of it away, because you can just say, okay, Power 5, whoever wins your and then we'll just have the one at large bid that we can throw in. Who, who's that one team that we think is really good, but earlier or whatever? Yeah, I mean, but, but at that point, you know, we have the New Year's Six games, right? Mm-hmm. And one of those slots is promised to the one team not in the Power Five. Suck making that sixth team the non power five, but I kind of think, but or UCF's at least playing good enough to say they should have a shot at that. Yeah, I mean, you you could definitely say that, and I'm not gonna about that. But kind of like the Western Michigan of last year, kind of. It's tough. It's and that's where. The only thing is that's where it gets a little sticky. There's no perfect process, but yeah. show the little schools some love. Yeah, but also if, if they do make that extent uh, that expansion, I would say uh, those first or whoever goes to a to play the two teams that, that would have a bye, they would have to look at the universities. Ooh, you get a home field game? Because I think it'd be a teams to travel, like fans to travel two to three times to places to watch their school play. Uh, think, yeah, but the I thing is they do it. I'm not sure. I mean, especially depending on what school you get, if you have one of those off years like I'm talking about where you get a random, like if, if Wisconsin was in that right now, like say they took the top six, so you have... Wisconsin playing a uh, playing Georgia, yeah, people are going to go to that because the novelty of okay, it's our first playoff game. Yeah, if they win that game and go on to play Clemson or Auburn at 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 the Rose Bowl, so okay, okay, so now we we just play them in wherever in Arizona. Now are we going to go to California the next week and come back down to Louisiana uh, to watch the national championship game? I think that's a lot to try to ask for. So I think yeah, probably be smart. Like, let's get game day out to a campus. I think the atmosphere would be crazy for something like that for an actual playoff type atmosphere for, at a, on a college campus. I think the optics of it are are actually better. So hmm. I, I, I would probably I would I would think they would look into something like that. All right, uh, now it's about to really just focus on really the top four teams in the playoffs, which is Clemson number one, Auburn number two, Oklahoma number three, 
Wisconsin, number four, finally got, they finally broke into it. Uh, just looking at this playoff, guys, uh, you think they got it right? Uh, we have, you know, Alabama, uh, five and, uh, Georgia at six. Uh, those are the two guys, uh, outside looking at. But just looking at this, you think they got it right with these rankings? And do you honestly feel as if these four, uh, teams, do you think they're actually the two, uh, the four best teams in the NCAA right now? Oh, I mean, it's so subjective to say, are they the four best teams? Because if you just by eye test, if I'm saying, are they the four, just because I, I still don't know how good Wisconsin, they have pounded the teams that have been in front of them. Yeah. Uh, the best team they played is Michigan. It was a reasonably close game until, until, well, or, fourth quarter so yeah. where they started to run away with it uh or part not taking it away from them but just still that that schedule is questionable i i, yeah. I just don't know how good they are uh so i would i would have to put them in the top four just to project out because i mean they 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 never let too many teams hang around and look like they could play with them uh for for the week schedule that they had so they they won everything pretty. I'm fine with them being in the top four. Am I convinced that they are one of the best four? No. Uh, all top four, I do think they have the right team. Teams, I'm not sure about the order. I think I would probably have uh, Oklahoma and Auburn switch, possibly four. Hmm. Uh, like I'm kind of I'm kind of in line with the AP ranking. Okay. Uh. Clemson's been pretty good. They did did have their hiccup. So so yeah, I mean but I mean all four of these teams has had a hiccup, but due to the schedule with uh good faith put Wisconsin at number one even though they are living in Big Ten country them being like basically having a cakewalk every year to the Big Ten title game. This this coming weekend, if if they if they go to work on Ohio State, then hey, move them up as high as you want. I'll I'll be down for it if they can prove to me that and team in that way where they beat another top ten type. Uh, but they they haven't had to go through the rigors of the Big Ten East. They're in the Wolf West, basically, if you uh, I want to call it, but but. Uh, and then as far as Auburn, like I said, four. They've lost two games. Uh, weren't the greatest losses either, but they did, they have come back strong at the end of the year beating Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. I give them all, all, all the credit there. Uh, gonna be honest, I gotta look at Alabama and Georgia as well saying Alabama's schedule is pretty weak this year. Uh, and so is Georgia's as the SEC. It's gonna look kinda, kinda down. So I can't give too many. I would put Bama has had some tough four. injuries though, man. So that's true. They've had they've had tough injuries, but I mean, th- their best win right now is what LSU. Uh, and uh, well, Florida State. Florida, well, that, that may have you, you might have been able to count that uh, at the full team the whole year. But I don't know how good they would have been, because I mean, 
Hmm. Quarterback, I don't think it's awful. But Florida State turned awful. So, I mean, just looking at how the rankings shape out right now, Alabama's best win, who was 17, at least in the playoff ranking, but this is a 9-3 and LSU who still doesn't have an offense. And, and they're, it's not out of the question that they fire their coach at the I'm not putting things, I'm not putting them as some great, great victory. And then Georgia plays in the SEC East and they're never good anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, so, that's, like I said, throwing all that together, that's why I put Auburn at four. I would put Wisconsin at three because they're also on the weaker side of their division. It's Oklahoma, they, they had a tough loss, but they have been dominant. Uh, otherwise, uh, they they still have that monstrous win over Ohio State on their on their resume, and you know, and Clemson's been as well. So, I guess that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I w- I would kind of go a little bit in line with your thinking, except for the college football playoff ranking, I would just flip Auburn and Oklahoma. Uh, a lot for the same reasons that you gave. I Wisconsin, they're at four. Because if they if they lose to Ohio State, you know, kinda like you said, you know deserve to be in. Uh, I I think that a very real topic of discussion will all season. Now, granted, a lot of these non-conference schedules have been made up before the playoff even started, but we're starting to get to a point where that's starting to change. So a lot, you're going to see a lot of better out-of-conference games. Uh, you know, but will these four teams be the four we see? Um, as unfortunate as it may be, I think we'll see the Big Tennis out. I think Ohio State is going to beat Wisconsin. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if Alabama slides in and we see two SEC schools. Uh, but no, I don't know. I've been wrong before. <laughs> so, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, I, I do think, I agree. I mean, you, you can throw the top four around however you want, but I mean, I, I do feel like they're, Pretty, they they have the right teams, like I said earlier. But uh, I guess me looking into schedules and all that. I mean, Syracuse, but it was close. Auburn lost to Clemson, which is you know it's the number one team, so I'm not going to hold that against them. But they also lost to LSU, which which I just kind of said is not a great team. And Oklahoma's lost to Iowa State. A solid team, so I don't know. That's that's why I I, I show more disrespect to Auburn and Wisconsin out of this. Yeah. Well, you a roll tide type of guy, so I know where that animosity comes from with for Auburn. Man. <laughs> I respect if they have great wins, but. You know, but I'm 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 just trying to look at who lost to who and when and where. Uh, you know, Auburn has two losses. They're the one team in the top four with two losses. Their schedule helped a lot, man. 
because they came yeah. out of nowhere within these last couple of weeks, man, just with the whole Georgia game and then uh, Alabama. So that schedule, just with how those two teams was ranked, uh, it helped Auburn a lot. So, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, it helps that, you know, at least their two losses are both two both ranked teams, one yeah. of them in the countries, and it was a close game. So you can't dock them too many points, but uh, but they do have two losses. So, yeah. Three teams who two of them have only one loss, one is undefeated. Think they're still a little too high. Yeah. At two. Respect that. All right, guys. Uh, anything else to add for the playoff? Uh, we'll see how much it shakes out now. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is just going to be really interesting, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, hoping. You know, they could they could get that uh sixteen playoff soon. That'll just make it a little bit more exciting and it'll help uh with the teams that you think are undeserving but's gonna miss out, so be really good. Uh but to uh finish this out for NCAA, uh we had a couple of uh college football pickups, uh coaching wise, uh happened uh within the last couple of weeks. Uh one uh Herm Edwards, he's gonna be House sounding, uh, you know, it's not in yet, but it looks like, uh, he's going to be accepting the Arizona State position. And, uh, you had, uh, Chip Kelly. He's going to be hitting up UCLA, uh, trying to turn them around. Uh, guys, just thoughts on those pickups. I'm coming more around on this Herm Edwards, uh, pick. Uh, I thought, I always thought he was a decent NFL coach. Not great by any means, but, yeah. His personality and how he likes to, how he likes to mentor his players, he's good for the college ranks. Yeah. Uh, as as long as he can get them to produce on, I mean, he's one of, one of the most respect I speak of in sports. Uh, and he always seems to really care about his players. So I do like that about him, and I do think that kind of fits him or. Uh, to think about him dealing with 18 to 20 year olds, setting him on that path. You know, the NFL, they, they always used him as one of the speakers for the rookie symposium mm-hmm. where, where he's dropped a lot of his, 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 uh, his speech gold as far as, you know, don't press send and off, uh, uh dealing with kids with social media and stuff like that. But I, I think that's going to be a good, he's going to be a good influence uh, in the college ranks and he's going to make a lot of, a lot of kids better for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback on that thought. You know, one thing I, I do really respect about her is to build young men, you know, guys that, you know, it's one of the old sayings, you know, there's no game bigger than life. Plus, to make sure that, you know, football players are equipped to be respectable, honest, you know, character-driven men. And, you know, when you get, you know, to kids, uh, you are, you know, a huge influence in their life, especially as a football coach, you're around them almost. 
almost like 24 seven to some of those coaches. But, you know, I, I like him as, as a role model, as, you know, a football coach with a lot of influence. And, and it may not necessarily show in wins and losses being at Arizona State. Have an impact bigger than the W's and L's. And then what are y'all thinking about uh, Chip to UCLA? Uh, I don't think any of us are surprised. Well, maybe with UCLA, spreads back coach college football. Yeah. Um, the thing I'm going to find interesting there is okay, let's say I think we all can assume Josh Rhodes is probably going to go with the NFL. Does he try to bring in this whole mobile spread offense? Is that making a comeback? Hmm. Or, or is he going to say, hey, I've spent some time in the NFL. Well, I see what it takes. Let's try to adapt to, you know, a pro-ish style. Um, I think that's going to be the thing I'm going to look for most is, does he go back to his Oregon days and run the spread? Mobile quarterback, just super fast team. Or does to try and adapt some of the pro concepts that he learned Eagles. Um, but, you know, he's back in the Pac-12. He'll probably get a nice reception when he goes back to Oregon. But, um, yeah, uh, I still think he's going to be one of those coaches that, that everyone loves to hate. Uh, you know, wish him well. Don't wish anybody poor. But, but uh, yeah, an interesting hire. But I, I think... You know, he belongs to the Pac-12. He's a West Coast guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised at UCLA. Play. I, I thought he might go to a different conference, uh, put himself out of having to go, possibly go into hostile territory in Oregon. I mean, respect, but, you know, college fans are college fans, so I figured... He he will get get some of the, some of the business there uh, when he he goes to play the Ducks. Um, uh, as far as scheme goes, I'd probably run some sort of hybrid. I mean, he he figured out how to make his team somewhat successful in the NFL. Uh, I think he'll bring some of that back to the college ranks, and you know, he's a brilliant offensive mind. So. I definitely think he's going to have some tricks to bring back uh, to the Pac-12, and things will definitely be interesting with him there. This is going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can agree with uh, everything you guys both said on you know Herm Edwards with him going, how he can impact those guys, um, and Chip Kelly. Uh, just an interesting uh, hire, you know, him going to the Pac, uh, back to the Pac, but yeah. Uh, Gonna be, he he had one of the most uh, just entertaining offenses I've ever seen in my life um, in the football realm. So I'm kind of hoping he, he could bring that spread back, uh, you know, bring it to UC, UCLA, see what he can make uh, happen over there. But uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, he's had his uh, times in the NFL. Um, you know, he could bring some of the stuff that he learned back there to UCLA. But really hoping I could see that spread offense again. Uh, that, that was just fun to watch how he had uh, Oregon operate uh, when he was working there. So it's, uh you know, you got your Stanford, uh, USC, Washington, Washington State, but 
see if he can make uh, UCLA a uh, powerhouse uh, again for the Pac-12. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. What, do you, what did you guys think of the deal? I mean, of course, only the Tennessee dumpster fire, but the whole deal with trying to get Greg Schiano and canceling it basically before it happened over. I cut out there. Did you say Tennessee or yeah, Tennessee? Yeah, Browns. Tennessee. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I got you there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, this is like I, I, I saw gonna... it. Like, oh, it's it's. Oh, go ahead. Man. No, he he's not really breaking anything out. That was that was Ty being a comedian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I saw it all playing. I was just like, I mean, I mean, just this trade situations like this is the Tennessee stuff I've ever seen here. Like yeah. they ever ever since Peyton Manning left that place, it's just been a tire fire. Yeah. You have a guy, and then in a social media string comes up with verified, and all of a sudden you cancel the deal. Yeah, just like <laughs> wow. Okay, like who who is hiring there? Like, do you not do background research to know what you need to know about the here? Like volunteers. You basically said it, man. Yeah, that's just crazy. But all right, guys, uh, before we close this out, y'all ready for these pickums? Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, y'all gonna have to step y'all game up for the NCAA, man. But uh, I'm a 47 see. out of 77. Darnell's 44 for 77. And Ty's dad last with uh, 42 out of 77. For the NFL, uh, Darnell's up. 37 out of 63. Uh, I'm 34 out of 63. Finally got to that uh, 500 mark and tie second it up 31 out of 63. So, yeah, I said I'll make it up in bowls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're about to start off with some NCAA football. First, uh, first uh, championship game we're about to get into is Stanford versus USC. Who y'all got? Nah, I'll go USC. I'm going to go USC as well. You, you I'm going to try to make Darnell? up ground. Give me Stanford. Give All me Stanford. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've I picked Stanford my fair share this season. I think USC will take it. We have Memphis versus uh, UCF next. UCF. I mean, it's, I, I do think Memphis has a shot in it, but yeah, I'm going with UCF still. All right. Here. Okay, we have TCU versus Oklahoma. Who y'all got? Give me the Sooners. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Oklahoma here. Uh, this, cause this, this one is a rematch too. Uh, yeah. I don't think they paint. I don't think they pants TCU like they did last time, but I think they still hold on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of rematches, we got another rematch: Georgia versus Auburn. Uh, who y'all got? 
this one, I am going with the team, even though they got beat up bad. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Georgia here. Hmm. I think they come back here with a chip on their shoulders because they know they do still have a shot at sneaking in, into that top four if they win this. So uh, I think they come ready to play uh, this time with plan. All right. I also am going to pick Georgia as well because I also believe that, you know, which when like they just got over Alabama, you tend to underperform the following week. So uh, I, I don't th- I don't think we're going to see a, a as sharp Auburn. I think, think they'll still fight, and I think it'll be close. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia pulls a few more strings. Um, yeah, takes the dub. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Auburn on here. Uh, won pretty good against Georgia before. I uh, just think Georgia have a really change up that game plan to bring it to Auburn. So, uh, give me Auburn. Up next, we hey, have... Um, well, you about for to that, one, uh, that one also, SEC title game, you also have to kind of look at the low cal. Oh, yeah? SEC, yeah, danger, yeah. SEC title game. And it's going to be home home game pretty much, yeah. True. No change in your pick now. All right. <laughs> Ain't about to change. <laughs> All picks made. Hey, I, I'm number one, baby. I don't need to change. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, we got Fresno State versus Boise. Who y'all got? Another rematch. Yeah. Uh, Boise. Boise. Okay, y'all got Boise. I, I'm going to go with Boise, too. Up next, we have the U versus Clemson. Y'all know who I'm rocking with. It's time to get that turnover chain back in action. So we, we I'm going to go with the U on this one. Um, I'm just to see if it, to cause more chaos, but no, nah, I think Clemson's winning this. Yeah, right. Clemson as well here. I think they're going to clean it up, play a great game offensively and defensively, but protect the ball too. All right. Uh, what's my man? They gonna uh, uh, in the NFL uh, crab tree when they got a chain snatch? They gonna snatch the chain? <laughs> yeah. Poor crab tree has yeah. twice to. Yeah. All right. To close it out, we have uh, the Big Ten: uh, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. I'm going to go with Ohio State on this one, man. Uh, Wisconsin are undefeated, but that schedule has not impressed me this year. So, uh, how you guys feel? Uh, I, as much as I kind of hate to say this, I think it's all going to kind of depend what happens with uh, JG Barrett. Is he going to play? I mean, like his, his knee is a big story that we didn't even touch on last time. Gations are happening over this knee. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. They'll find a lot, um, but yeah, just I don't know. I, I still saw a lot out of Haskins, and it seems very similar to when they won the national championship. It almost seems a little too similar. Bill Jones, but yeah. uh, I, I, I find a way here. Yeah. Uh, you so you so you go you rocking with Ohio State, huh? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm along the same. I just don't respect the schedule Wisconsin's played, and I just I feel like Ohio State has more talent there 
they're going to be motivated whichever quarterback plays. I, I, I just think they're, they're there. And first half, Hornybrook is terrible. Yeah. And he, he can't have one of those first halves like he's had against a lot of teams against this Ohio State. Yeah. They can put up points too hard to come back. back. All right. Uh, now we're about to transition to the NFL. Uh, first thing I'm about to get into was uh, Monday Night Football. We got Detroit Lions versus Baltimore Ravens. So y'all got? Give me the Lions. Okay. I'm going with Trey's, boy. All right. Give me the Ravens. And up next, uh, y'all know the deal. We can't have an NFL pick without having them Dallas Cowboys. So we got Washington yeah. versus the Cowboys. Let's do me every week. Give me, give me the skins. Yeah, they just look awful. Give me Washington. All right, man. Wow. Okay. Watch them, watch them look great. <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll take that wrong pick just so they can look like, like they have a pulse. Good. All right. Uh, up next, we have Minnesota versus ATL. Who y'all got? I, I'm taking one. Skins their trick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Redskins, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Minnesota yeah. versus ATL. Yeah. Give, me, give me Julio Jones and the Falcons. I think they're, they're going to make it late sweet, season. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, playing you in fantasy too, man. He, he, yeah, yeah he I know. First <laughs> yeah. yeah, time, yeah. Give me, yeah, give, give me the Falcons. I think they're starting to find a stride a little bit. Uh, I got Minnesota. I'll take Atlanta. Okay. And up next, we have Denver versus Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> give me the Broncos. Yeah, they have a better run D. Give me the Broncos. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Denver as well. And to finish it off, uh, we have Carolina versus uh, New Orleans. Who y'all roll? Hey, give, me, uh, give me the team that has Alvin Kamara. All right. Yeah, give, give me the Saints. All right. Since y'all jackass is like the pick the same team as me. I did have New Orleans, but I got some catching up to do, so give me Carolina. Hey, if you want to catch up, you can't afford to fall behind. Yeah. <laughs> Make the right picks earlier, <laughs> sir. All right. Okay, y'all. Uh, any other final uh, statements uh, before we get ready to close this out? Yeah, I'm just going to throw one in there. Uh, Pistons with a Big win over the Celtics the other night. Uh, they are looking very still impressive, impressive. Man, yeah. Still impressive. Not a, uh, just notice. They're definitely not getting it nationally. Yeah, just hopefully they don't Detroit pissing around and start losing. Uh, you know, hopefully <laughs> they can <laughs> Piston, yeah. Piston, not pissing, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just... just they hopefully they can just keep this going, you know, not you know halfway season mark or whatever. They just start losing. Uh, Bias Harris has been balling for them, man. So Drummond's turning it around. Jackson's turning it around. Yeah. So looking good. Can't complain. Yeah. 
Uh, you got anything else to add, Darno? Nah, I'm good. Well, just speaking of basketball real quick, man, they, they did my man, uh, Fisdale dirty in, uh, Memphis, so I'll throw that out there. I, I don't think they should have fired him, but, uh, since we was talking basketball, yeah, I think they kind of screwed him over with that. But. It was shocking. Yeah. So, but I mean, to be fair, this is the, you know, the same team, you know, uh, when Lionel, uh, Hollins was there, he was doing a good job too. They kicked him to the curb, so. It's they kind of been doing that lately, so have to see. <clears throat> All right, guys, that's it. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning into the show. Um, as always, y'all can find us out um, on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud. Uh, just hit us up in that search engine. Also, feel free to check us out on Twitter at DKM underscore Cast. We'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.